Good morning, ladies. Happy Monday. I hope that you had an amazing start to your week. I want to thank you so much for being here, whether you're watching live or you're watching on Spotify, Amazon, uh, Apple Music, wherever you're listening. I want to thank you for joining in. Thank you for your support. It is amazing. Oh, my, my, my video likes to be mean to me <laughs> and go all these different ways. So I'm going to X out of a few things. I am one of those people that has, um, that has all the tabs up the top and it stresses my computer out <laughs> and then stresses my camera out. So I will not do that, but I want to thank you for, um, your support, whether you support, um, monthly through Spotify, um, whether you, um, share, this video, whether you share the group, whatever you're doing, thank you for helping us spread the knowledge of Jesus through exercise and faith and seeing him through that. My whole goal is that you ladies will feel so confident in where you are today and where you're going in your health and your wellness, that when people go, hey, there's something different about you, or how did you lose weight, or what diet are you on, you can say you're not on a diet. And you're not doing all of this on your own. This is because of Jesus. This is his strength in me. This is his transformation he did with me. And we can then lead people to see not the earthly ways that keto and this and that, that, that everyone is so focused on. You can say, I'm focused on Jesus. And I added him into my faith I, or added him into my fitness. And I've added faith into my nutrition and transformation happened. So high level, that is what I am all about. That is my main goal is to make sure that we're reaching, we're reaching people to tell them about Jesus and getting you to see that God cares about your body. God cares about your nutrition. God wants to be involved in every aspect and area of your life. Stop trying to do it how the world tells you. Start allowing God into it. Pray over your health. Pray over your nutrition. Ask for wisdom with that, not just with your relationships or work or parenting. Invite him into those spaces and you'll be surprised what happens. Before we open up today, I always want to jump into prayer because I had to X out of um, Facebook because it glitched my video. I will look at your prayers afterwards, but everyone live is going to see them on Facebook. If you don't know, we are here live in the Fit and Faithful Moms Facebook group live every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern. It is broadcast on YouTube, um, all of the podcast apps, and on the business page of Fit and Faithful Moms every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Feel free to catch them, share them, let me know your thoughts. So we're going to open in prayer. Let me know if there's something you want to pray for. My SOS for prayer is just dropping an emoji. So if you just drop an emoji, that is your unspoken prayer request. We all know who have been in the group for a while. That's what that means. So don't be ashamed. Um, let us know how we can pray for you. And if you don't, um, just drop an emoji and we're going to pray over you. I will start um, by opening us up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you so much for bringing us together today, whether it's 
today on Monday or it's today on whatever day um, someone is listening to this, I just thank you for allowing um, this to be brought to their ears. Lord, I ask for your spirit to speak through me. Let my words be true of, of your truth, um, not of worldly truth. Help me to remove myself from anything that I am going to speak today um, and help speak to the ladies that are under, um, under my voice to help them to see their beauty, their confidence, their joy doesn't come from their weight or their size, but it comes from you, Lord. Help us to respect ourselves enough now that we will transform our health and our wellness for you in the future. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Every unspoken request you know, you are with us um, and you are sitting right here beside us, just waiting for us to open the door to you. So we're opening it. We're inviting you in. Do what you do, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So you can't see comments, but I am here. Um, I promise I will go back and check comments if we need to. Or, well, I will, whether I need to or not, but I will. So for those that don't know, I am Heather. Um, I feel like I haven't introduced myself in a while. I am a daughter of God, a mom of two. I homeschool my 13 and seven-year-old. They are in seventh and second grade, respectively. I've got two puppies. I love my golden doodles. I've got a golden doodle, a labradoodle, married for, gosh, too many years at this point, 14. I, I think you lose count. I lost count after 10. I feel like it's your birthdays. We've hit 10. Remind me when I get to 21. <laughs> Right, like just we'll keep going, or I guess 16 when we can get our driver's license. Um, I started in my love for exercise when I was 16. Um, I did contact kickboxing, was asked to teach at that age. I figured out that you could like get degrees in teaching exercise. So I did a bachelor's degree in exercise physiology, um, minor in nutrition. I've got my nutrition certificates, all of the personal training, group training certificates you can think of, and I've been in love with it since then. Also, I know what it's like to be pregnant and gain weight. I gained 100 pounds with each of my pregnancies. I know how difficult that is. I know how difficult being a woman is and being a mom is. So I'm here not to add more stress into your life. I am here to help you streamline your stress. We can't get rid of it right? God didn't say, well, come to me and I'll take all your problems away and, and you'll be good. We're going to streamline your stress and we're going to find joy, not in our circumstances, but from our savior. Today, um, I know that I talked on um, comparison this morning in our, our prayer. If you haven't seen that, that's posted. And I want to dive into that a little bit deeper. I know I, I say this a lot, but I need you to know if you're feeling this way, you're not the only one. So I'm not saying this to say, hey, I talked to so many people and I've got all, all these clients. I'm saying this so you know that you're not the only one if you have this, this train of thought. I talk to hundreds of women each week, each week. I coach upwards of 75 women at one time. Almost all of them say at some point, I wish I was like 
enter it in. Sometimes it's me. I wish I had your arms. I wish I had your energy. I just, I want to have your faith. Sometimes it's like someone else. Sometimes it's like past versions of yourself. And that one is the one that always is the hardest to break that comparison trap of who you used to be, right? Because you look back and you think the best is behind you, but it's not. You're still moving forward. Your best just looks differently in this season than your best did then. And that is okay. So I'm here to talk about comparison. And I'm here to talk about the comparison that we do in our own minds. We all know that the enemy is tricky. We can study throughout the Bible just how the enemy works. He makes it sound good, right? He makes those things in our head sound good. And we go, oh, well, that must be good. But it's not God. And we have to be able to recognize the difference between truth, God's words, and the counterfeit words of the enemy. We as humans have been tripped up with this since Eve, right? Who is a woman who I know was in the Garden of Eden and didn't have a care in the world, but I like to believe that she was still like concerned, right? Because she was made to take care of and be a companion of another human, right? Adam. So when we feel like our husbands are also our kids, God made us, right? To help them too. So she was made to be a companion to Adam and to be a mom. And looking over all of that can seem overwhelming even in the presence of God. I like to just think of her for a moment as not just being, you know, a woman there to be a companion to Adam, but a woman who's overseeing this garden and trying to make sure that it's kept to the right, the right standard, the right way. Sometimes in our house, we do this, right? We want our house to look the right way. Someone's coming over, especially our moms, maybe mom's coming over. We need to like have everything vacuumed. We need to have the laundry, the dishes, the food, everything all, all done perfect, or we failed. Eve knew and was in the presence of God. We get to be in the presence of God as children of his, but we can still get tripped up the same way she did. He just takes the words and twists them. And I talked about this this morning in that post. He makes our health and our wellness and our nutrition sound good, but at the root of what he's saying, there's a really counterfeit lie there. I want to go into how you can spot the counterfeit and how you can spot the truth. The counterfeit is going to have an outcome that uh, points to you and your strength. Um, he can say something like, you will be so much better when you lose this weight. You will be more accepted when you fit into this dress. Other people will look at you in a different way when you do. So I want you to think, I'm sure there's a million, there, I am still guilty 
of this. I need you to know, ladies, I am not preaching this from a high horse. Most of these things that the spirit is speaking to me is like, oh, that was for me. And I have to come back and rewatch these and go, what did you say, spirit? Because I don't remember. I don't remember, but I know it was for me. I want you to think about the things that you associate health and nutrition to look like, the things that you've been telling yourself or maybe have been told, someone spoke over you at some point, um, now you say it over and over in your head and the more you say it, the more you start to believe it and now you hold on to that as your truth. I want you to think of whatever that, that is. I want you to think of those things you're saying in your head about nutrition, about working out, and your motive to do it. Those things where your motive is self-gain. Whether that is weight loss or pant size or dress size, it could be that you want to be like someone else so that you can be on the same level. It can be um, that you want to eat a certain way to prove something to someone else, but it's really about you and your pride. I want you to think of that as a deep question. And obviously you don't have to put your answers in the chat, but I'd love to just see a show of emojis, maybe that hand emoji of how many people are figuring out some of their motivations for their health are not God-based they're self-based. This is a lie that the enemy is going to tell you. And it sounds good, right? Oh, when you eat better, you will feel better and look better. Okay. That sounds, that sounds good, right? I want to eat better. I want to have more energy. I want to look better and feel better. Those are all good, right? They're good, but the intention behind them is not. The intention behind them is self-service. The intention behind them is pointing at you for your success. It's holding you responsible for the plan that you've decided is what you need to do. And then when you fail, it's your fault because it's all about you. When we start any sort of diet, and I run into this not even every week, every almost hour of someone I'm talking to is blaming themselves for the state that they are in. Now, there is a part of responsibility we have to take and repent, right? So I'm not saying it's that because we do have to say, hey, God, I haven't been doing this right. I need you in to invite you into this area of my life. And I'm sorry for trying to do it myself. And I'm not my 13 year old, sorry, where I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just let me do it. I am repenting. Sorry. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm going to do this your way now. So I'm not saying it's not, it's not good to not take responsibilities, but it's also not good to stay beating yourself up. So that's where the enemy will lie too, right? Because God calls us to repent and then do something, whatever scripture you're reading. Repent, 
grow your faith and move on because he's not holding that over your head. He's not holding over your head the fact that you had takeout nine times or fast food six times last week, or you didn't plan your lunch. He's not holding that over your head, but the enemy wants you to think that, right? That you failed, that this is your fault, that there's a problem with you, whatever that looks like. So can you see the correlation between what we just first started talking about, which was what are your core roots to getting healthy? Which ones are pointing to you? And then the outcome that goes, man, when I don't do that, I fail. I feel guilty. I feel things like this. If I can't do this for myself, how am I supposed to do this for my family? If I can't do this one thing, how am I supposed to do my job with excellence? How am I supposed to wife with excellence? You start to doubt all these other areas of your life that you were never meant to doubt. And the enemy did it so discreetly because it sounds good on the outside, but at the core and the heart of what that motivation to do something is, is bad. It's a rotten core. It's not good. So we have to look at the core because you can do this two different ways, have two completely different outcomes. You can eat better to have more energy. You can eat better to look a different way. We're called as Christians to look a different way, right? People should look at us and say, she looks different, not because of our size, but because of our demeanor and our energy. We should scare a few people. I don't know who needs to hear that right now. There are some people offended with you or mad at you or angry. It's not you, sister. It's your spirit of the Holy Ghost living in you that their spirit hates. It's nothing about flesh and blood. It's nothing to do with their flesh and blood. That is a spirit that is in them that hates God. The enemy rules this world. We're going to run into people that are opposing us, that are against us, that just always pick a fight with us. That's because you're different, sis. It's not because of anything other than the Holy Spirit living in you and you living for it. And it's shining out so much that enemies hate it. Enemies don't like it. It's nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with them besides their spirit. And we can, we can pray that out. But stop taking offense to them not accepting you or, or whatever. It's a good thing. Moving on. I don't know. That just came to me. So hopefully that was, that was for someone. You don't need to dwell on that anymore. The reason they're offended or mad or whatever is because you've got good radiating from you and their spirit doesn't like it. Moving on. It can all be, it can be the same things that you're going to do, right? You can be eating differently by the strength of the spirit to be able to do what God has called you to do with your short time on this earth. And he's the one that's going to guide your every move, not just every step you take in your career, 
not just every step you take in your parenting, not in just every step you take in your marriage or your schooling or your job, whatever that is, but also every step you take in your nutrition, every step you take for the decision you make to exercise or not. When you start to allow them into these places that the enemy has been telling you since the day you were born, this attack is on women to hold the standard of perfection. Look wise, we have to look a certain way, act a certain way, do a certain thing. That's not from God. It's not. So stop thinking you have to do all the work. It's not on you. Give it to God and go guide my steps for my breakfast. Seems silly, right? But it's not because God made the food. He provided you with the food and you can bless him and say, is this something you want me to eat? I want to be a good living sacrifice for you. I want my aroma in heaven to smell good. So do you want me to eat this? Is this good for me? Is this pleasing to you? Is this fueling my spirit? Or is this not the step? And when you start to feel that it's not the step right here, you will know if your motivation is from the enemy or from God. Because if you feel guilty over your choice, if you feel that you let yourself down because of your choice, if you feel a failure because of your choice, if you feel you can never stick to anything, if you feel this is just another yo-yo diet, I lost five pounds, I'm gonna gain 10 back because that's just the cycle of all the women in my bloodline history. If any of those thoughts that don't align with, align with God come into your mind, your root is not, your root reason is not with Christ in mind. Your root reason is with you. You cannot let God down. You could do nothing more. We could just sit here. We don't even have to drink coffee. We can just sit here and do nothing. And God will not love you any less. We could run marathons, starve ourselves to death, work out to the extreme, go on every diet possible. God's not going to love you more. He will not love you any more or less than where you are right now. He is constant yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is the same God throughout generation to generation. He was the same God to your grandma as he was to your mom, as he is to you, as he will be to your daughter and your kids and their kids. He's the same. We change. We are called to change, not him. So if your thoughts are coming back to a place that you let something down, that's from the enemy. He wants you to feel that because where do we go with that feeling? For a lot of my clients, it goes to, this is their last hope for signing on to an exercise program or a nutrition plan. Um, this is either their last try, their last straw, that hopefully something changes this time, or you give up completely and say, that just clearly isn't for me. 
because if God wanted that for me, he would have done it. Does that, like even saying it, doesn't that feel wrong? God, if you wanted this for me, you would have done it by now. So clearly I'm not meant to eat carrots <laughs> and Oreos are apparently my lunch forever. Oh, planning my meals out isn't for me. I don't have that skill set. That's not mine. Everyone in history had a plan that wasn't their own, was God's. And they just followed through with it one step at a time. The whole way out of Egypt, the whole time complaining in the wilderness, the whole time crossing over into the promised land, the whole time walking around the walls of Jericho. There is a plan for your life. You just have to ask for the right one. And then you have to take one step. God's not going to give you the whole picture. Sometimes he gives you like the flashes of the future. And we have to hold on to those, those flashes, that feeling that you know is from God. And then not beat yourself up or say, God would have done it by now. If you've had that flash, and God spoke this health to you and this nutrition to you, if he gave, gave you this, this power to be on this live, to be in this group, you're not here by accident. God has a healthy future for you with your workouts and your nutrition, but it's not your plan. It's his. So what can we do? The first thing is to see the counterfeit right? If, if I end up making a mistake and it makes me feel guilty and live there or upset or like a failure or any of the things opposite of what God calls me, daughter, loved, child of God, beautiful, made in the image of him. If it contradicts anything that God has said about you, the root probably isn't about you. So we need to realign your goals and your motives first to not about you and your willpower and your strength and your ability to say no to things and your ability to food prep and your ability to make a million different meals for everybody because now that's what I gotta do. It's not about that at all. If you try to do this on your own power, sis, you're not gonna make it. And I guarantee you, you've tried a lot of health things on your own power. You Google, right? Best workout videos for weight loss. Some YouTube videos come up. You're like, I'm going to do her workouts. You do them. Then you get bored. Then you're like, there's, there's nothing here. I'm not seeing any changes. Then you quit. A few months go by. You're like, I really need to get back into this. Google, best nutrition to lose weight. It's the best diet, quickest diet. It's the best way you find it. You either take the supplement or you take the pill or you do whatever it is that the world's telling you to do this time. And then you get bored and then you get depressed and you feel like this isn't just who you're supposed to be. And then you quit and then you feel guilty. Do you see like that cycle? If you're continually Google searching the world for your results, you're not gonna get it. 
stop looking to the World Wide Web. Stop looking to YouTube. Stop looking to that. Look to him. His food is boring. And there is a lot that you can do with it. There is so much. Seriously, so much. Everyone's like, I'm eating whole foods and I'm limited to things. The only thing you're limited to is the crap that companies are putting into things that were never meant to be there, that are causing cancer, that are causing stomach issues, that are causing headaches, that are causing addictions. That's what you're missing out on. God's food is good. Why? Because he called it that. It is good. And it's pretty. And it's not boring. You can take the same foods and make it every single day and it's going to be boring eventually. You can have ho-hos. Do they still make ho-hos? Ringdings, whatever, cupcakes every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And eventually you're going to get sick of that cupcake. So anything will get boring and bland when that's the only thing you're doing with it day in and day, day out. God didn't call us to be boring. He called us to be different, to be lights. How are we going to be a light if we're just bored and we're eating things that weigh us down and we're not moving so it's hard to move? How are you going to be a light there? You can't. Stop focusing so much on all those things you can't have. Don't be Eve. Can't have that tree. But it won't really kill you. Because if it was going to kill you, God wouldn't have put it there. Don't believe that lie. The stuff that we're not supposed to eat. This I don't even have a label because I try so hard not to have these things in the house that are made with crud to get you addicted to the world, to get you to buy their brand more. Even protein bars. There are some very unhealthy protein bars. There are some very unhealthy protein shakes. There are some very unhealthy protein powders, but they smack a protein label on it because it's got, um, I think the FDA requires it to have nine or more grams for them to say high protein. Because it's got nine or more grams, they slap that label on there. And then you were like, well, this is a good protein powder. And yeah, it does taste great because it's got a million different fake flavors in there. Just because it says it doesn't mean it's true. Look deeper. Look deeper into your motivations. Look deeper into your labels. Look deeper into why you're doing this. And don't fall for the lie that you're giving up all this stuff. Here's what women want say they're giving up when they want to work out. This is my own research over the last 21 years. Starting from when you're a teenager, because I coach girls, and I'm going to call them girls, 16 years old. I coach women who are 78 and everywhere in between. And all of them have these two things. They're losing time by adding in workouts, by trying to get to the gym, by doing whatever. They're losing time or they're giving up things that they, they're not ready to give up quite yet. What foods they're giving up, what activities they're giving up, 
what weekend things they might be giving up because it doesn't align with where they're going, but they're holding so tight onto these physical things that they're not able to open their hands. Those are the two things, giving up time or you're giving up things. We only have so much time on this planet. I don't know when your time is. I don't know when my time is. I don't know when my kids' times are. What I do know is when we're using our time to something good for God, it will reap results. Your health is something that you're sowing into yourself. For, not you, not so your kids see you and they want to be, yes, those things are good, right? But so that I can do the kingdom work, so that I can make the kingdom come, so that I can tell other people about Jesus. So if you feel like you're losing something, starting out your health journey, that's probably a lie from the enemy. And it might seem like you don't have enough time. I'm going to pull a Paul here. I homeschool two kids. I run a business. Um, I have 75 clients that I talk to every day, every day. I've got two dogs. My husband works from home. My parents live next door. I still grocery shop and do all these things. I've got a lot going on. But if I live in that mindset, I am not moving forward. I'm actually being held back. You have the time. Your priorities are just messed up. Your priorities might be worldly focused. And I'm not saying like, we shouldn't be striving to do better at work and be a better wife. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying there's something that you're prioritizing more than your health because you care about that more right now. Uh, go to your phone and see how long you've been on this last week. Then you go, well, all right. So I did have 30 minutes each day because it looks like I spent however many hours on that. You've, you've got it. Heck, I've done workouts because I, I've been so busy, like in my kids' rooms after I put them to bed. <laughs> Clearly not any hit workouts or things that are jumping, but doing things with this body that God gave me to do. Push-ups, crunches, body work things, stretching, moving. And then sometimes your workout can be rest. Not sitting there on your phone, scrolling or watching something or worrying about things, just actually sitting with God. My kids know not to tell me they're bored anymore because my response is good. They go, well, what should we do? I go, go count the ants that are walking up a tree. I don't care what you do, but don't tell me you're bored because believe me, I will find something for you to do. So now they enjoy their boredom time by letting their minds rest. This took a long time. This is still something that I work on because I have ADHD. I also have anxiety. I have all the things that are like, if I don't do more, I'm not good enough. I still have to beat that mentality that I could do all the things in the world. 
everything today. And all I'm going to do is lead to burnout, exhaustion, and serving others, not with excellence, but with exhaustion. You have to learn to rest right too. God gave us rest. And I don't even care if it's on Sunday or if it's on Tuesday or whatever day your day of rest is, you got to rest. You can't be going all the time. That doesn't make you lazy. That doesn't make you a bad mom. That doesn't make you dirty or selfish or any of those things that the enemy is trying to tell you it does. Your rest is imperative to your growth. I just want you, I did this with myself this week. This is my last point. I want you to close your eyes and open your hands and just breathe deeply for a few minutes. Your work can wait. The kids can wait. This isn't going to take long. Nothing's going to happen unless like they're drowning, go get them or they're choking. That's imperative. Like you need to go get them. Besides that though, like life-threatening things, they're going to be okay for like a minute. Your email is not going to blow up, right? You're not going to have some major meltdown at work. And if there is one, I guarantee you it's not your, it's not because of just you, right? In a marriage, things don't dissolve because of just one person. <laughs> things, things that happened on both ends. Take a minute to just sit. Close your eyes and breathe. Open your hands. And you can even do it right now if you're watching live. Close your eyes. Put one hand on your chest or your stomach. And I want you to feel your heart. I want you to feel your heart beating. And now I want you to invite Jesus to sit next to you. Your soul needs this time with Jesus. That is going to align every thought you have. And it's going to tell you immediately if it's counterfeit. And it's going to tell you even more clearly when you're doing things for yourself and you need to repent and do it a different way. Your beating heart is your purpose. You've got things to do here. God has a calling and a purpose for your life. And it's not going to look like everyone else's. And that's good. Because if we all had the same calling and purpose, that would just be chaos. Like everyone is just striving to do like the one worldly thing, like be skinny. The only thing we should be striving to do is be closer to God, closer to Jesus. So feel your heart, your heart's beating. That means you've still got work to do here. Invite Jesus to sit next to you and speak to your spirit, to fire up your spirit. Your spirit might be beat down right now. Your spirit might be tired right now. Your spirit may be deflated right now, but invite Jesus to sit next to you. And I just want you to feel, and I felt this so clearly when I did this um, last night and a few nights ago, doesn't happen every time, but last night I felt it so clear. I want you to feel Jesus hugging you. Lean into him, like physically feel yourself. Lean into his shoulder and you can cry. 
and you can rejoice and you can give him everything. You don't even have to speak. Let your spirit do that connecting right there, but feel Jesus there. Invite him to sit next to you for a moment. The busiest of all, God and Jesus, right? I can't even comprehend. He's making time and a space for you. Are you going to make a time and a space for him? You are not busier than God. You are not busier than Jesus. They're waiting for you to make that spot for them. Make it. Make it right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Lean into him and ignite your spirit with the power that comes together when God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all get riled up with, within you and with, within your body, within your heart, and it flows through your veins. You go out hitting the day different. You go out hitting your emails different. You attack your nutrition different. You attack your workouts different. You stop looking to the world and start saying, I need to stop Googling these things. I need to put my hands up, invite Jesus to sit next to me and go, what is up? I'm tired. What do I do? And listen. And it might be hard at first because you might not be used to listening to that. We are all Christians. And if you're not, then you can message me and I, we can walk through or you can ask how to be a Christian in here. And I know not just me will minister you into everlasting life and love with Jesus. We're all Christians, but we might not all be hearing the right voices. Just like our kids. I tell my son this, who's 13 a lot. Stop hanging around the wrong people because you become like who you hang out with. You know what? You also become what you search on the internet. You also become what you scroll on the internet. You also become uh, who you hang out with, obviously, but you also become these things that you input into your mouth, what you eat and what comes out. I'm eating crappy things from this world. I should expect crappy things to come out. And if it hasn't yet, it will. It'll catch up to you because you can be a skinny fat, right? Just because that body is what you want to look like doesn't mean her cholesterol isn't 200 and whatever. So I want you to spot the counterfeit lies that are coming in that sound like the truth, but they're not. That means... You have to know the truth. Spend more time with God. Stop relying on yourself. This isn't yours. This isn't yours. Someone's going to screen phrase me on this and send it. This, none of this. This is all a gift. This is all given to you. Start treating it like the borrowed blessing that it is. You did nothing to be here. You can do nothing to mess it up. Listen to God. Spot the counterfeit thoughts. Realign them with the truth. We're going to stop doing the worldly things. 
HIIT workouts are not the only workouts that you can do. And crunches do not help you lose your belly pooch. So stop doing crunches. It's not for women. And then open your hands, close your eyes, feel your heartbeat and say, God, Jesus, sit next to me, lean, lean next to me. I need you and lean into him and let your spirit and Jesus do what only they can do because you opened that door and then get lit, not worldly lit, get like lit up in the spirit and see what happens. This isn't all going to change overnight. Just like when we became a Christian, all our problems didn't go away. In fact, we probably faced more, but our faith grew. That's what God wants is your faith to grow. That's what he says time and time again, when people are healed, your faith healed you. Do you have faith that God can take you to a new place in your health and nutrition? Or are you doubting it? You can't be a wishy-washy. Do you have faith that he can heal you, that he will restore you, that he will redeem you? And if he can do those things, that he can even help your nutrition and your workout abilities. Yes, good. If it's a yes, good. If it's a no, we need to get there first. Get in the Bible, grow your faith, right? Yes, I have faith that he can do this because he can do all things. Okay, well, prepare for the trials. Prepare to be tested. Stop viewing your coworker bringing cake to work as this is a sign I shouldn't be doing it and view it as a faith test. I can't resist that cake. God can. I can't even believe I'm doing this but God can. And then when you inevitably slip and mess up or fall or fail, it's not on you. It's not you. Lift up and go, teach me what I did wrong. Correct me in my ways, lead my steps. I tell all of my clients that when your workouts don't work, it's not on you. That's on me. I did bad programming. So you don't blame yourself. You come to me, we've got the data, right? Don't just come to me and go, I don't feel like this is working. No, come to me with the data, the inches, the weight, the cholesterol, the blood work. Oh, this isn't working. Okay, we've got some data. That's on me. Your life isn't, isn't on you. It's on, it's on him. So stop taking all of that pressure onto yourself where it's never meant to be. It's on you, God. Like you deal with this. You have to deal with my heart and my spirit and my motives. You've got to deal with this because this isn't, this isn't aligning. My clients, they're not going to go, well, I blame myself. No, they're paying me money to do this for them. I am the one that need to change that. Not them. God is the one that has to change some things in your heart there's going to be action steps to take, right? Because I'm going to change things up. That means they're going to have to change things up and they're going to have to do it. So expect the trials to come and you to be tested. Are you going to follow through or not? I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this was encouraging to not just take rest, but how to start, how to stop looking to the world for your next diet trend, 
I, I hate to break it to you. Carbs might be good again in the next decade. Remember all the trends we wore in the 80s? Like those things are coming back now. We might like hate fat again. That might like be the thing we hate again. We hated fat, then it was good. We liked carbs, now they're bad. Protein was whatever, and now it's like the superfood. Don't follow the food. Don't follow the food. Don't follow the world. Don't follow the trends. I'm going to try my best to bridge the gap between science and scripture for you, especially if you're my client. We work through that really in depth. But stop following the world and stop asking the word for help and guidance. If you're ready to transform and get programming and nutrition and information like that in a new way, and you're ready to have some coaching, you can absolutely go and find the link on my website. You can comment uh, on my Facebook page. Um, you can comment below that you're ready and I'll message you and see if you really are. Sometimes you think you are, but you're not yet. And sometimes you are ready, but I'm not the right fit, right? There's something else that you can do. I'm not, I'm never going to pressure sales you into anything. But if we're a good fit to work together and we're going to do some kingdom work, let's do it, girl. Let's do it. You're ready? I'm ready. I'm ready for you. That door is, is open. Are you going to walk through it? Jesus is ready for you to have him sit next to you. Open it. Open your office door. Sit with your king. Sit with your maker and guide your decisions based on him and his word and not the infinite wisdom of the internet. I love you all. Have an amazing rest of your week. Post your successes. Let me know how things are going and I will talk to you ladies soon. Bye.